Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. We're getting ready to get started for our Bible study. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming. Exit. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> We're waiting on everybody else. Okay. Been dealing with this man all day. Dish TV. They're going to come back Friday. We got it worked out. They're going to give it to me free. See how God did that 149? Awesome. He'll work it out, won't he? Yes, he will. Help <laughs> from the supervisor. <laughs> awesome. That's good. Wow. Wow. So you had to work down here today? I did. I did. I had a uh, jury duty. Oh, I thought you had a TSTC. Oh, no, not, not in Marshall. I, had, I was in Longview today. Oh. Yeah, I had jury like duty. That's scary. <laughs> I hate when they put me on there. I be telling them, oh, no, nah, I can't go. Five dollars a day just ain't going to get it. <laughs> but I think they give you money from your job plus the five dollars. But since I didn't work, <laughs> I didn't see no use. And I didn't want to make a mistake and send somebody to the bin and I didn't know the full story. Right. Oh, that goes sister long, brother. Long. Yeah, they coming. They coming on in. Oh, yeah, Kilo. <laughs> yeah. Not sure if Benoit's going to make it. He was doing me a favor. Plus, he had to get some rest. So, um, we're going to go ahead. I'll give him about five more minutes and then we'll move on. Into praise and worship. Caleb, where your camera? All right, we're going to go ahead and let Miss Shanetta go ahead and pray us in today. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for blessing us to come together again. Lord, I pray that you always go before us in anything that you choose for us to walk into, or we choose, because you give us that choice every day. Lord, I pray that you continue to keep your hedge of protection around all of us, the blood of Jesus all of us, near and far. And Lord, I just want to thank you for just being you, great, wonderful, and powerful being that you are. I love you, and may God bless. Amen. <laughs> amen amen now we're going to go ahead and turn it over to the hands I'm of praise so and worship great. jesus set me free i'm so glad jesus set me free i'm so glad that jesus set me free yeah yeah glory hallelujah Jesus set me free. Say drugs have me bound. But Jesus set me free. Drugs have me bound. Jesus set me free. Drugs have me bound. But Jesus set me free. Glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Say money has me bound. Jesus set me free. Money has me bound. Jesus set me free. Money has me bound. Jesus set me free. Glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Women have me found. But Jesus set me free. 
women hand me by, but Jesus sent me free. The women hand me by, but Jesus sent me free. Oh, Lord, glory, hallelujah. I'm glad about it. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Amen. Amen. He set me free. Amen. Yes. He set me free. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He set us free. He Amen. Us free. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Amen. I am going to um First, apologize because we're not gonna read all these scriptures. <laughs> but we're gonna finish this book. It's uh, because the scriptures, some of the scriptures are details that we really, really do need to read. So I'm gonna ask you guys to go back and read each one of the scriptures, but we're gonna just do a few of the scriptures. Uh, we are going over first Samuel again. We're finishing out the 17th chapter. And we're going to start with verse 26. And so what we're talking about today, the title of the, the lesson today uh, is called The Courage. You know, last week we talked about the challenge, uh, Samuel, I mean, uh, David and his challenge or the challenge of the army. And now we're going to talk about David's courage. And so... Mm -hmm. The first question I have before we start reading scripture, so you can start with uh, get First uh, Samuel seventeen, verse. We're gonna do like four verses a piece, and then wherever we stop with the end of the four verses, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, five verses a piece. So we'll start with twenty six. We're gonna have Shanana read the first five. Caleb will go behind her. The next five. The Montgomery's, y'all go uh, five apiece. And then wherever we stopped at that point, uh, I'm just going to trust that you guys are going to read the rest of that chapter um, because it's going to be pertinent to the lesson. So we're going to go ahead and read the scriptures and then I'm going to ask a question. No, this thing takes forever. Don't give me okay. I should put more detail. Hold on a second. Plus seventeen thirty-one because I only gave one. Oh, which one am I reading? What number? Huh? You gonna read down? Oh, okay, you're right. Shanetta's gonna start with twenty-six. She's gonna read down to thirty. 31, and then you'll start with 32 and read uh, five verses. David asked the man standing near him, what would be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the rivals, I mean the armies of the living God? They repeated on him what they have been saying and told him. This is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Elijah, David's older brother, heard from speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now, what have I done, said David. Can I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. Caleb can uh, are you so this is a version. David says to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. 
Sal replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine if you fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Sal, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and it carried a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I stuck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who has rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the land of this Philistine. Sal said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of moss. Now, David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and he closed, closed for himself five, chose for himself five stones, five smooth from the book and put them in a shepherd bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, rudy and good looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come out to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Okay, yeah, two more, but that's okay. Um, this is the NIV version. <laughs> um, Everybody read more than you asked them to, but that's all right. Uh, uh, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and spear and javelin, um, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Amen, amen. Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I mean, this is a story that we know. We know the story. We have heard the story many times before. And, and 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 the reason why everybody read more is because we were get almost about to get to the end. We were almost there. But the rest of the story, you guys will be uh, reading on your own, but we're going to talk about it today. So my first question is, what is courage? Anybody know? Courage. What is courage? Um, to me, it's... Um... Break. Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, fighting. I'm doing uh, something. 
Okay. Go ahead, Vanessa, and then Caleb, you tell me. Okay. Um, to me, it's um, doing something that you're afraid to do that is um, hopefully it's, it's something that's going to be helpful to others and beneficial, maybe even beneficial to you. But, Uh, the ability, the ability uh, to do something that frightens somebody. Repeat it one more time, Caleb. The ability to do something that frightens the one. That's good. That's good. Anybody else before I move on? All right. Bravery. Bravery. I like that. Yes. That's definitely it. So I want you to think about before we get into this lesson, because like I said, this is a familiar lesson, but God showed me some things and those things is what I'm going to share with you. So in the Bible, besides David, because we know this is why we're talking about courage. Have you thought of anyone else in the scriptures that uh, was a source of courage or that that showed courage um, throughout the Bible? <coughs> I want everybody to think of one. And then let me know. David. David. Besides David. We got David right here. Ask the question again. Give me an example of someone in the Bible that displayed courage. Jesus. Jesus. Okay, that's really good. I was going to say Samson. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. Samson. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. Um. Mary, Jesus's mother. Yes, definitely, definitely. Joseph, Jesus' handfather. Oh, hey, he sure had to show some courage, huh? And <laughs> you know, if we were back in this opportunity, we ain't gonna talk about that. But I'm just saying, nowadays, you have that shoot angels from heaven would have to come. <laughs> I'm telling you. And lay down before them. Before. <laughs> but then, you know, they walked in more faith than we, we walk in today. Amen. They were Amen. really humble. And God, besides, God knew who, who to take, who, who would be able to do what he, what he needed him to do. So we see in this story, um, the, the biggest thing that... <laughs> The biggest thing that David comes and he, yeah, he being nosy because he had been in and out of the story. He had been going back and forth, you know, but his father sent him there. And so while he being nosy, he gets to find out uh, if I, if, if somebody kills this uh, Philistine, you know, they going to be rewarded. And so a lot of times that's what motivates us to move. God is the reward. Uh, but a lot of, but we have to be able to move when we don't know what the reward is. Because all of the time, many times the reward is not monetary. Sometimes the reward is good health. Sometimes the reward is that you are able to live another day. Sometimes the reward is not something that you see on a regular basis. The reward could be that your enemies have peace with you. Your reward could be uh, that that vehicle didn't break down uh, for five years or more. And, and that way they saved you money on the back end. Sometimes we always expect our reward to be monetary, but that's not necessarily the case. And so, they, uh, so we see David being nosy, asking what, what, what's the reward if this happens? And so we also see that because of David's appearance or David coming down to, to take care of his brothers, uh, we also see that his brother was upset. And I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Here's a question that we got to Why? Why was he upset? Anybody know? Why was David's brother upset? It said he angry. He was angry. He was more than upset. He said we were angry. Who is 
Uh, uh, Caleb was saying something. What was you saying, Caleb? He's mad. He's like, the scripture says, why, like, he said, why have you come down here? Who did you leave few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. Now, only to watch the he came out only to watch the battle. He was mad. He was jealous, basically, to me. The brother was jealous of his of his. I assume he's the younger brother. He is a baby brother. Yeah. So the older brother is the one that was upset. Yeah. But have you ever yeah. noticed that he comes to the bush? Have you ever noticed that sometimes people get upset with you because you black? Have you ever realized? That the same thing they could have got, they didn't get because they didn't move in God's will. But they uh, upset with you because you actually were obedient to God. That's what never happened to anybody. Have you ever been uh, in a situation where you blame for being blessed? I mean, I know that that probably don't happen to y'all, but sometimes you can be blamed for being blessed because you moved in what God told you to move. And so we we see that David is, first of all, David ain't really moved into anything. He's just asking a question. She upset them. Because it's like he's saying, I know y'all not going to let this Philistine. I, I'm just paraphrasing. I know y'all not going to let this uncircumcised Philistine hold up the army of God. What are y'all doing? What's happening here? So in a way, not only was he challenging, he was challenging his brothers. He's like trying to figure out, why are y'all sitting here? Only one man came out to challenge. So what was going on in their minds uh, that, I mean, first of all, we know he was a giant. But he's like, uh, and then so... He he turns the the brother turns it and talks about you left the sheep to come down here and watch the battle, but ain't no battle going on. So what's the problem? They sitting there looking at each other crazy. And every day, Goliath is coming out and mocking them and mocking God. That that's a sign of frustration as well. But when you walk in what God has called you to do, you don't worry about that. So he upset, but is he upset with David? Or is he upset with himself? Is he mad at David? He says he is, but is he really mad at himself because he didn't have faith enough to move what God told him to do? It's okay to be blamed for being blessed. It's okay. Because you got That's to be obedient. Go right. ahead. Um, I was going to say that was a good question because oftentimes I've been asked, how are you so blessed? Actually, it's not blessed. They call it love. And I tell them all the time, it's faith without works is dead. So therefore, you know, God, if you're obedient, <clears throat> when he asks you to move, he'll move things out of your way to get you right where he wants you to be. So you can show other people if they do the work, they can do the same thing. I've had people that had more than me to be jealous when I announced something good. And I could see the envy and the hate and the jealousy in their face or in their voice. I could hear it over the phone. And it, it kind of hurt, but in a way you start realizing that favor ain't fair to people that don't understand how I'm blessed and how they favor. I can't explain it. But anyway, I don't think I answered your question, but that's what's my, my thing. Hey, you answered it the way you do. And, and that's a blessing. That we enjoy that. So my next question, so I want to ask you a question. So so did anybody else want to try that? Was was um 
Eliab mad at David or was he mad at himself? And we're we looking at uh, 1 Samuel 17, verse 28, if you need a reference. Was he mad at himself? Or was he really mad at David? Which one was it? He's mad at David, shoot. <clears throat> mad at himself. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. He was jealous at, at David. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, I don't know about being mad at himself because... He's a coward, man. He was a coward. I mean, what's he, he doing? And he, and he knew it was a coward. <laughs> okay, I think Brother Bernard popped off of there too. What, what, what you got to say, Brother Bernard? I don't know if y'all can hear me, but I got uh, just a headset. But anyway, Eliab was uh, faced with the fact that first off, first and foremost, that they were all in fear. First and foremost, okay. So he's dealing with a lot of uh, inner insecurity <coughs> and as we as men have a tendency to do now comes along his younger brother who uh who says the right thing and it sounded far more brave than anyone else and who knows what was said prior to that you know because nobody moves so nobody's obviously so it's a twofold thing he's mad initially because at himself, so he's trying, and he's upset because David has exposed himself to himself, if that makes any sense. So sometimes in our own self-righteousness, we have a tendency to lash out at others because we're initially upset our, ourselves. And so we try to, he was trying to belittle uh, David at the same time, like, you know, like, man, who are you? You ain't no warrior. Why ain't you over there tending the sheep? You know, like some people do. And I and I think women know this far uh, better than anyone else because oh. men have a tendency to do that to the woman. Uh, when they are right, they see something that, that exposes uh, our imperfections or insecurities, you know, we have a tendency to lash back at them. That was awesome. That was perfect. Yes, yes. All of the answers were good. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. Because I was wondering like, okay, now why you mad at him? Y'all ain't did nothing. Y'all sitting around looking crazy at one another. You mad because he decided, well, well, why are y'all sitting around? <laughs> you know, but like he, like Vinoy said, he had his own issues that he had working out. And then he also was upset because he was exposed. And not only him, but the entire army of Israel. And then, so even after this exchange between him and his brother, uh, the, the, the guys told him what the reward was and somebody went and told Saul. Now, as a leader, mm, here's my question. As a leader, your responsibility, okay, how am I gonna phrase this? Saul was the leader. Right? Y'all agree with that, right? What was Saul's responsibility to the people at this point? He's supposed to lead them. Right? Shoot. That's his responsibility. That's yeah. right. But he's sitting on the sidelines <laughs> as well. <laughs> And then he sees a way out. So his, his way out, David, first of all, I, I guarantee you when the person whoever came to him and told him, and this is just me using my Holy Ghost mind, whoever told him uh, ran to Saul. I'm telling you, they ran to Saul. Saul, we got somebody that's going to that's gonna go out there and fight the man. And so I guarantee you, just like when Saul was uh, anointed king, and Samuel kept looking at everybody. And then all of a sudden, he was like, wait a minute. Not Samuel. David was anointed as king. And he was looking at everybody. And then here come David. He like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. And I believe that's the same reaction that Saul had when he saw David. He was like, oh, no. This, 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 this ain't going to work. But since they had been sitting there doing nothing, he said, well, you know what? 
Ain't nobody else jumping up to it. So, hey, let's go on and try this thing. But he comes on a double show. How many of you know you can't be delivered with somebody else's armor? You can't put on somebody else's situation. You can't put on somebody else's prayers or somebody else's uh, circumstances, somebody else's lessons, whatever God shared with them. You can only do your battle with what God blessed you with. Mm. Glory Bless to God. You can't put on somebody else's stuff and, and be delivered. So you put on all this stuff, y'all. And, and, and <laughs> that was like, man, I, I just, I just, you know, I'm paraphrasing. That was like, man, I, I can't go nowhere. I can't even move in this stuff. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to be defeated before I even get to the man. I can just see David trying to rock around in that stuff and falling on his face. And he said, no, nah, this, this ain't going to do it. And then even with him telling the explanation that, first of all, he didn't have no armor on, but I I killed a, a, a lion and a bear by myself. Didn't have no help. I'm well able with the Lord to take care of this situation for you. Okay, okay. So he said, okay, okay. <laughs> so whatever their uh, finances and their uh, prayers, you can't, you can't do it. And so David says something that I want y'all to ask. I want to ask you a question about. What did David say about the armor <coughs> that Saul gave him? <coughs> and what significance does that have? Okay, so let me give y'all some reference verses because y'all looking. Uh, 39, I believe. Okay. What did David say about the armor and what significance oh. does it have? He basically said he he can't use this stuff. He ain't never used it before. Um, so he took everything off. So, so, brother, so go ahead. I guess, um, I guess is that you don't need all those things. I mean, if you take the right tools that I believe that God has given you to do a task, that's all you need. You don't need something else that somebody else is trying to give you that that they believe is what's going to make you hopefully win the battle or what the fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's that's it. That's it. Brother Benoit, you want to tap into that one? Give me a second. I, I didn't hear the question. But repeat the question again, please. Okay. So the question was, we're looking at 1 Samuel 17, verse 39, pretty much. Not be it. I could spin it put it on this other one. It's probably going to time out. We're going to come back. That's okay. You want we want us to come back to you? Please. Okay. All right, then. So, uh, Shana, I'm going to repeat the question so Brad can hear it. So, the question was in verse 39, what was this? What did David say? about the armor and what was why was that significant and if you're talking you're muted and we cannot hear you oh was you looking it up Nine right now okay here it is and it says david fasting on his sword over the tunic Tumic and fried walking around. Oh, and trying to walk around. <laughs> because he was not, I can't see. Uh, let me see. Used to them. Okay, so what you mean? What did he say? I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. So um, 
he took them off. He wasn't comfortable. I mean, what was the question? Okay, that, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. But so, we was uh, all said and done with David and Goliath. He never used anything but just a rock and a swing, right? So he, he didn't need none of that anyway. But at that time, that's what they thought he needed. <laughs> that's it. That's good. That's good. Brother Bernard? Okay, now I got the question. He says uh, he hadn't tried them. Uh, or as uh, I don't know what version she uses, but it's the same thing. In essence, uh, we're talking about going into battle with things that are supposed to help protect you, your life. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about men of a man of war going in. It's like it's like you coming borrowing. Uh, old rusty gun of mine hoping that it works for you and you're going into battle so it, it, in essence he's saying hey I can't first off it's not fitted for me second of all I haven't tried them you know what I mean I don't know whether it's going to protect me from what it needs to be protected from in the first place this is not my stuff it's not my armor and so in essence he doesn't trust what armor even though it's the king uh the armor that he had because this is what is supposed to protect his, his vital organs. Yeah, we're not talking about just uh, just throwing something on. We're talking about real, real life battle action that people, you know what I mean, the armor, if you can't protect yourself in one way, it's supposed to help protect you also if you happen to miss out on something. So that's what he's saying. He, hey, I haven't tried it and uh, the significance of it is uh, how can I trust? It's like tr trusting someone else, you know, like Montgomery, trusting somebody else's driving. You know, it's just so very hard to do. And people have lost their lives doing so. You know what I mean? It's, you know, he said, in other words, say, hey, this is my, this is not my armor. I don't want to use it. I don't mm -hmm. trust it. And it's not fitted for me. You know, because so in, in essence, it can slow me down. It can hinder me. It can, you know what I mean? We're talking about in battle. So what if what if the armor gets caught and he's trying to make a move and it doesn't do what he wanted to do? He could lose his life in the in that instance. So that's all good. Everybody hit it on the head. Everybody did a phenomenal job. It's it, it, it's just like sometimes people can give you advice, and this is exactly what it is: advice. Okay, but sometimes. Their advice is not what you need because it doesn't apply to you the same way. It's just advice. This outfit did not feel, did not apply to David the same way it applied to Saul. And so y'all hit it on the head. Vinoy talked about how it, it, he was uh, trying to protect the vital organs and, and different things of that nature. That is exactly what this verse is talking about. And the significant is he hadn't tried it, like y'all said. He, he, he didn't trust it. And, and, and that sometimes is where we need to make sure that we are hearing from God because things that God tell us will be what? Tried. And we will do, do what? Be protected in whatever task that he has for, oh, glory to God, glory to God. Let me let me try to get on down there a little bit further. And 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 so there's a few things that we talk we didn't talk about. And uh I want to uh talk about these things. So we know that he hit him with the stone, right? So my question has to do with. What authority did David actually walk in when he used the tool that he had? What authority? The Lord. The Lord's authority. That's it. He walked in God's authority. He didn't worry about no armor or none of that. He walked in God's authority. And uh, some people say, some scholars say that uh, David was just knocked out. 
he was not dead. But what killed him was when, <laughs> was when David took his own sword and cut him up, cut his head off. Sometimes the stuff that people are trying to destroy you, so the people are trying to destroy you, Bill, will cut them up. And they'll be dead in a sense, spiritually, from the things that they try to use to destroy you. But you got to be right with God. And you got to do what God has told you to do. You got to walk uh, in his authority. And so the only other question that I have is once the big man, because you know, the Philistines were standing behind the one man too. So once the big man on campus, that's what we're going to say. Well, once the big man on campus was out of the way, what happened? Anybody, just tell me what happened. The armies of uh, the Philippines took flight. That's it. That's it. They ran. They ran away from the battle. Now, see, we can get upset with Elam by saying, man, why you come down here checking out this battle, this, that, and other? But you can do the same for the Philistines. They just didn't know way. Because they thought they had the champion. They thought they had it all. They didn't have to do nothing. But when it came time for them to move, when it came time for them to act, guess what? They ran. Because they knew they couldn't defeat the army of God. Not just because of David, but because the army of God was anointed. The problem was that they didn't realize their anointing. They didn't realize their anointing. And many times as Christians, we walking around less than we're supposed to be doing not walking in our anointing and authority that God has given us. And guess what that does? It takes courage to do it. The title of the message tonight is courage. We have to walk in courage and authority in Christ. Can you imagine if every Christian on this earth began to believe what the Bible says and walk in its authority and courage. All the things that we can accomplish. Mm. And guess what? When the Philistines ran, they ran after them. Because all of a sudden, they had courage. <laughs> All of a sudden, they had some courage. So, pretty much, that's our lesson. At the end, we see, you know, uh, it just talks about a few other things. But really, what I wanted us to see is our authority and power in in Christ, and the tools that God has blessed us with are the tools that He wants us to have. God has never sent me into battle with something that I needed was lost. So anything that's gone from me, anything that I no longer have, I don't need it on my next journey. Anything that I've lost or have has gotten away from me, whether it's a car, a house or whatever it is, I don't need it. Because if I needed it in the battle, wherever God is sending me, I would still have it. So stop crying and whining over these lost things. Stop worrying about those things that you that you can't do nothing about no way. Walk in God's authority and his courage. That's what he needs. And in these last and evil days, which is happening right now, we got to be bold in him. We got to have courage. We got to stand on what God has called us to do. We have the blueprint, the B-I-B-L-E. And all we got to do is walk in it. 
So now I'm going to open it up for any final comments about courage and about the lesson tonight. I'm so glad you brought that up about courage because I remember having a dream a couple of weeks ago and that's before uh, we missed that Sunday and you know Thanksgiving and stuff and I was like we need to pray for the children and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the fact of so much evil is going on at this particular time and we're really not battling against flesh and blood we're battling against principalities spiritually and so it wasn't long after that a guy went into college and shot three guys so when i say pray for our children i don't know all my gifts but i, I know it's it's surrounding many and so what i'm learning on this spiritual journey with the lord the more that i put my faith into him and trust him especially through my dreams that a lot of times stuff that I predict will come true, you know, and it's like, I be scared to tell people because sometimes they be like, oh, she's just crazy. Now, more than likely if I dream it because I don't dream often. And another thing, <clears throat> what I love about this spiritual thing is God will wake me up at three in the morning. And this is the reason why I'm afraid to be in a relationship with a person that don't understand who God is. Because if he see me up at three in the morning and I'm praying, I would hope that he would be over there praying with me. But if I can keep praying, I'm trying not to wake him. But sometimes the Lord, he worked with me most of the time, between two and four. And I'd be up sharing TikToks and everything. And I'd be like, dang, am I the only one up? But I'm learning the closer I get to God, um, that courage is something I must sustain. And I'm needed every day. That's even when it comes to food. Most people are like, oh, you only once a day. That's because God is my daily bread. And as you start to walk and get closer to God, you will understand what he's saying in his word. True enough, he said he never seen a righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. But what he really means, if you start feeding yourself more and more off that word, and I'm talking about the Bible and living it, you will take yourself away from the refrigerator. I mean, you'll find out that food is not what make you food. So anyway, I'm learning that on the spiritual journey. I know it has nothing to do with this, but I'm learning um, being courageous more and going off of what he said instead of trying to get somebody else to compensate. Oh, like doubt. See, God give us that, that gut. And that's, to me, that's the Holy Spirit. So if I go out what he say, I'm doing it right. It's his will, because if not, I'll veer over up. So I know that's off topic, but I just wanted to add that in there. Amen. Brother Caleb. <clears throat> oh, no comments. Me, uh, this was a good lesson. Gamers. I say like Caleb. Excellent uh, subject, uh, message. Uh, it is good to be here tonight. You know, it's good to, uh, the family that we We could have been anywhere, but we're here. And we've been faithful to this thing. And I thank God for his faithfulness in us. Because if it had not been for the Lord, when the water blows up, then we were drowned. But God saved us from drowning. And he got us together, man. And I'm just so glad to be here. Amen. Yeah, it seemed like he was about to say a family that prays together stays together. I think that's what he was about to say, but I'm going to bring it on now. <laughs> but yes, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, Bring that coke, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I accidentally put that thing in there. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just being uh, encouraged. I mean, it's it's encouraging for one just to to think that um, if you're obedient to what God has called you to do, um, you couldn't 
act for whatever the result or whatever the outcome, it is what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? And hopefully that that encourages us um, in the process that if we're obedient and however it may fall good, you know, I don't want to necessarily say bad, but whatever happens, I mean, I feel like most of the time things happen to set us up or to set things up for something else. Sometimes it's maybe for something else better. Um, sometimes it may be for something else that's supposed to be encouraging to someone else um, or to put somebody else in a different position. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's encouraging just to stay obedient to what God would have us do. So, Amen. Brother Benoit? Oh, I mean, uh, I hate to speak too fast, but uh, I don't think that I am. But it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's always timely. I mean, that's always uh, has been the, I don't know if the word mantra will definitely work, though, but I will, will say that's definitely the mantra. Uh, uh, I think, I can't remember who I was talking to, I was talking to someone about uh, being here, you know, needing to get out, you know, to uh, earn earn a living and things of that nature, but it just hasn't worked out. So, I, you know, I just have to trust what the Lord would have for me to do, which is similar to what uh, this is what you're saying. And someone I was telling, you know, uh, a person who uh, had wronged, the company, wrong me and the company, whatever, you know, offered us another, hey, why don't you come back type of deal. And I was like, you know, uh, I always have the Lord to try to dummy things down for me. So a door opened and I was telling someone else about it. He, oh, well, I, you know, I just tell me, you know, whether this is what the Lord has done, you know, as far as uh, uh, shutting doors to where I wanted to go out. And I would have been out of place and out of pocket if he hadn't had. And uh, his armor was, this is what they, his armor was what he was trying to give to me is, well, maybe that's not what it is. Maybe the Lord's testing you to be patient, you know, as for to turn down the opportunity, this opportunity. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. That's not how my God works with me, you know. Uh, so I can't wear that arm. You know, my arm is, hey, and then the opportunity opens, and I told him, hey, if, I've already discussed with the Lord, hey, if it's an opportunity, a door opportunity, you don't want me to do not open it, because I'm going to walk through it. See what I'm saying? But that is right in time of what you said, as far as, like, that was his arm that he wants to wear. And okay, well that, that's your that's your truth, and that's what you believe that the Lord is saying to you, Naki. You know what I mean? But as for me, I know what me and the Lord got going on. So I can't walk past the door, and I've already had a discussion with the Lord. I'm gonna walk through the door if you open it. You see? Anyway, like I said, it's timely. So, uh, like you said, you know, we have to be willing to follow where God have us to go. And sometimes man, even though they think they're doing the right thing and tell you the right thing, sometimes, and, and they mean well, but that is not, that is not your truth according to what the God whom you serve. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'd much rather follow what God has done for me thus far and how he has led me thus far than to follow the advice of man, you know, or he could be, like say, he is, I always refer to that old prophet, young prophet deal. You know, the old prophet telling me, oh, he told me to tell you to stay. I can't, I can't go by that, mm -hmm. you know? And if I have any questions, any doubt, I'll go back into the prayer closet and ask the Lord about it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But yeah, that's his armor, not mine. You know, and, and then I'll ask the Lord, hey, Lord, is, is, that, is that armor for me? Is, is this jacket for me? <laughs> Amen. Right? Amen. <laughs> 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 
Korea. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> Amen. Praise God that uh, you know He's always giving us confirmation. I mean, if we're just willing to listen. Yeah. You know, and even though we don't understand at the time, yeah. I mean, there's times that, like we, I mean, Vanessa has discussed, you know, me, matter of fact, me, you, Denise, and we discussed sometimes where I heard, where the Lord had and what I thought was for me, and He's closed doors, and I didn't understand at the time. But you sometimes, you know, sometimes all the time, you just have to trust Him. That's the part of walking in faith. Yes. You know, I don't know where I'm going, you know, but I'm certainly in the boat, you know? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Stay in the boat. Amen. Right. <laughs> Amen. 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 There he is. <laughs> Amen. So for any last comments, uh, and we'll have Brother Vanoy press out if he hadn't started riding, though. No, I'm still sitting. Okay. All right. Any last comments? Anybody? Get my last comment. So, courage. Of course, I always have a challenge for y'all this week. I want you guys to be courageous. There's some things I hear God saying that there's some things that God has already told you to do. And you being like Gideon. And you done threw the fleece out there two or three times. Right. And God said, move. Whoever it is, I don't know. God he said, move. See, on certain situations, like with the dish issue, and then, like, another issue coming up on the 7th. So I know God has been telling me to walk by faith, listen to me, stop the doubt, it's time for you to be brave. And even though I'm going to be 48 on the 20th of December, sometimes people fail to realize that I'm so used to calling and asking other people for confirmation when God doesn't get it to me. Two, three times, if it ain't number through TikTok, Facebook, and then I can go over there to Instagram. And I'm like, wow, these people don't even know me. How is this popping up on my screen? So I'm kind of like him. I, I, I love confirmation, but I also love to trust God. Cause he won't bring me if he not gonna bring me. He wouldn't bring me to it if he ain't gonna bring me through it. Amen. That's what I. Amen. 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 All right, brother Vanoy. Go ahead, dear and press Father, out. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the once again for the privilege to be able to come before your throne, and this Father, lay down our burdens. And anything that be ailing us or anything that we have may have joy for, Heavenly Father, uh, we love you. We thank you for all that you have done and all you continue to do for us, Heavenly Father. I ask that, Heavenly Father, that we be receptive to your word, that we be receptive to your calling, that we be receptive to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is uh, guiding us, Heavenly Father. Help us to remain to be faithful to you. Help us to remain to be mindful of others as well as we are uh, uh, go throughout this life. And once again, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have loved us, Heavenly Father, while we were yet your enemy, and that you continue to uh, provide for us in every fashion that we need. We ask you to continue to touch this world, touch this country, touch those that are in need, those that are downtrodden, Heavenly Father. Help us out all to see, Heavenly Father, the more that we can do. Help us see our faults and failures that we may be able to change and stand fast in your word. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue to bless us all, Heavenly Father, and our loved ones as well. And all these things we ask, we pray in the mighty Son of Jesus Christ. Name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, I just want to give everybody a quick reminder um, before I, I do my little last thing. During the holidays, we're going to have times where we're not going to be uh, doing uh, either Sunday school or Wednesday because of the holidays. Um so I will try to let everybody know ahead of time that way you don't um you're not wondering and then in March March you guys get ready March we're going to start you guys delivering the word again so y'all I just wanted to warn y'all uh, prior to um and now I have Caleb has one last question for you 
are you the service of the world? Yay. May God bless you and keep you. And you guys have a fabulous week. And we'll see you again on Sunday. May God bless.